From the Financial Times in London, I'm Charlene Goff and this is FT News. Shareholder activism is on the rise, often motivated by outrage over the stratospheric pay rises that chief executives award themselves. As the shareholder voting season gets underway in the UK, there have already been a number of big rebellions. But can shareholders make a difference? I'm joined by David Oakley, Corporate Affairs Correspondent at the FT. David, can you give us a bit of background on shareholder activism in the UK and how things have changed in recent years? Executive pay has been on the rise since the 1990s. Pay ratios between the boss and the average worker are now around 150 times compared with about 50 times in the 1990s. In 2012, this growing divergence came to a head with the so-called shareholder spring which then led to legislation creating binding votes and making companies outline their pay policies more clearly. After the reforms in 2013, things seemed to settle down. There were more signs of restraint and fewer rebellions. But this year, there's certainly been a difference. Some big investment groups think the level of executive pay has risen too much. Some others think that pay structures are becoming too complicated and too generous. And this is in big part why we have seen a number of rebellions and much more frayed and tense nerves between companies and shareholders. So it seems the lessons have not quite yet been learnt from the shareholder spring as you describe it in 2012. So what have been the biggest rebellions of this current season? Which companies have been most in the firing line? We've had BP where there was a 59% vote against the pay of Chief Executive Bob Dudley And then there was Anglo-American where there was a 42% vote against the pay of Chief Executive Mark Kutafani. On Thursday, we have four potential rebellions against Weir, the engineering group, against Shire, the pharmaceutical company, against CRH, the Irish building concern, and finally against Schroders, the investment manager. It's difficult to gauge which of these will experience the biggest rebellions, but there is certainly disgruntlement against all these groups from shareholders because of the size of awards, the bonus structures, and particularly over what is the so-called long-term incentive plans, or LTIPs, which seem to be taking a lot of criticism from a lot of people. And you mentioned before that there was a previous push for binding votes that would mean the company would actually have to change their policies and revert when shareholders opposed it. That hasn't been the case, has it? I mean, most of these votes that we've seen have been non-binding so far. Does that mean that the companies don't have to do anything or do you think they will, under pressure from shareholders, still be forced to act and change their remuneration packages maybe for next year? This is a significant point, actually. There are two potential votes. One is on a non-binding vote on remuneration for the previous year and the rebellions have been on these advisory votes so far. So in the case of BP or Anglo-American, or particularly BP, which actually lost the vote, they don't actually have to do anything. However, there are signs that BP, knowing that they had such a big protest vote, will take action. And then there are remuneration policy votes, which are the binding aspects. We will see that at Reckitt next month. And all companies have to introduce a binding vote once every three years. So in the case of BP, I think that the advisories are a good signal that they need to do something before they face the binding vote on actual policy. And how does the UK compare to what's happening in other countries, particularly the US, where addressing disparities in wealth has become one of the key themes of the presidential campaign? Are they seeing a similar thing there? 
So far, actually, it's the UK has grabbed most of the headlines. In Europe, for example, it's actually fairly moderate, so we're told from our correspondents overseas. In the US, there has been some tension. Shareholders at Citigroup stage a fairly significant rebellion on Tuesday after the bank increased its pay package for their chief executive. There were 36% votes against the remuneration of the CEO, Michael Corbett. So there has been some disquiet in the US, also actually not necessarily on pay, but on things like board composition. There was some disquiet over Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway and Coca-Cola. Both companies have three board directors who've served for more than 15 years, and that did draw some protest from shareholders. But I think like 2012, it is really the UK where the temperature has risen the most sharply and where most of the headlines are emanating. Great. Well, it looks like the UK will remain centre stage. Thanks very much, David, for that. That was fascinating. Thank you.